0: This is Rowena from Pretty Creative, and my drink of choice is an
1: ice-cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Mikala from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. welcome it's Gemma here with you today and I'm ever so excited to connect you with our guest speaker I never asked you how to pronounce your last name is it <laughs>
0: thank you for asking thank you so much it's it's Karen Tisdell so so many people say Tisdale and then they wonder why they can't find me on LinkedIn it's Tisdell thank you for asking
1: <laughs> you're so welcome. Who is a LinkedIn trainer and she's also one of the most highly ranked independent LinkedIn LinkedIn trainers across the Asia Pacific region that was quite a mouthful but what an incredible guest to have with us here today and work wife wine time so hello Karen again and thank you so much for being here
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, you said trainer twice. I'm a LinkedIn profile writer so um, and a LinkedIn trainer. So, yeah, that's awesome. Sorry it's such a mouthful. I'll shorten that next time.
1: Thank you, Gemma. I did. I did um, say that incorrectly. But there you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's all happening here today at WorkWife Wine Time, let me tell you. So...
0: Must be the wine. Must be the wine. Must be the wine, right? What are you drinking today? What are you drinking? What's your drink of choice?
1: Oh goodness! Uh, today I think I'm. It's beautiful and sunny, so I'm going to have to go with a vodka lime and soda.
0: <gasps> oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, lovely. Well, where are you? Where are you? You're in Perth, aren't you? Are you Perth? Oh, I'm in Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, sunny Melbourne.
1: Yeah, it's one of those yeah. magical early December days. So it's uh, quite stinking hot out there now. It's going to reach about thirty-five. So there you go.
0: <laughs> vodka soda day.
1: Yeah, I love it. So first of all, Karen, can you tell us what it is that you do?
0: Uh, so I'm a LinkedIn profile writer. I'm also a LinkedIn trainer. So, um, so I write LinkedIn profiles for people, um, typically business owners, um, very occasionally job seekers, but it's more really in that, um, that B2B space. And fun fact, I worked with Rachel Barton, your <laughs> guest. So we discovered LinkedIn together. I'd actually discovered LinkedIn a few years before her. So I was an early adopter in 2005. And I started working for your guest, Rachel Barton, who spoke on the topic of LinkedIn, Um, started working for her in 2007. And I said, hey, have a look at this really cool tool, LinkedIn. And together we figured out that you could use LinkedIn not just to search for people that you'd want to employ. We were both working for a recruitment company at the time and she was running the HR side and we were recruiting people. So not just for people that you could employ, but also you could reverse engineer your own success. And we discovered that you could use LinkedIn to find clients. So, um, yeah, so we discovered that together when we were working together way back when in in 2007 or so. Um, And I left to go on maternity leave in 2009 and started a little side hustle writing LinkedIn profiles. And now it is so much more than a side hustle. My husband's like, do you really need to be working all weekend? I'm like, it doesn't really feel like work. Yes, I do. (laughs) So I'm lucky to be um, riding a wave of popularity on LinkedIn at the moment. It's um, certainly I think the place a lot of people are moving, isn't it, Gemma? Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen so much growth on platform, I think, you know, especially with you know, COVID and and everybody moving online. It's such a booming space. So I'm I'm very lucky to be doing what I do.
1: Oh fabulous. Absolutely. What a wonderful backstory there. (laughs) It is. LinkedIn is is an incredible space. And more and more I tell people it's a space that you should be, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, my next question was going to be what brought you into this industry and what brought you to work for yourself, which you've already <laughs> touched on. Uh, but if you want to explain a little bit more about your, your journey there of working for yourself.
0: Um, uh, well, I, as I said, I started the business in 2009. Um, as I said, it's, I started it as a side hustle and it's just sort of grown and grown since then. Um, and, and in 2014, I started training people as well. So, um, so in 2014, I was approached by the AICD, Australian Institute of Company Directors. And they said, you seem to know a lot about LinkedIn. You write a lot of profiles for our members and, uh, we would like to get you to come in and speak to our members. And nobody actually looked me in the eye and said, have you ever done any public speaking before? And so, I never got the opportunity to say to someone, "I'm not actually a public speaker." So, 2014, there am I standing in front of 87 company directors, Ooh. right? 40 of which, 42 of which sat on the top 200 ASX listed boards. No pressure.
1: No pressure.
0: No. <laughs> and I know baptism by fire, and and it it went really well. And so, the training and speaking side of my business is just absolutely. Um, boomed my dad at the time said I don't think you should do it he said you know I don't think you should stand up in front of all these really senior people he said like what if you try and you fail I was like dad what if I try and I succeed and it went really well and he said well I suppose you've never had
1: problems talking oh, that's <laughs> fabulous. oh I love that that's <laughs> wonderful good on you <laughs> and what about a, a little short bit about you and your interests what you love doing outside of LinkedIn?
0: Um when I'm not writing LinkedIn profiles or on LinkedIn skimming the news feed or using the search tools on LinkedIn to search for people that I'd want to build relationships with I am listening to LinkedIn podcasts typically. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it is on my plans to um to have a hobby, but um but that that's way down the track. I've got a 9 and an 11 year old. And, uh, and I have a husband um, who I think could do a bit more stuff around the house. So life is very busy. So hobbies, schmobbies, you know, work is my thing. That's what I love.
1: So, oh, I love that. <laughs>
0: I know. It's so boring, right? I'm like, I can't say, oh, I do app in my spare time. No, when I'm not on LinkedIn, I'm, uh, I'm doing housework while listening to podcasts about LinkedIn. So that's, that's really how I roll. There
1: you go. And if you love it, you love it. You don't need to be upselling, right? (laughs) You do your
0: thing. (laughs) Who's got time for that? Who's got time for that? (laughs) Later.
1: I love it. Oh, that was wonderful. So we're here today to discuss how to build valuable, relevant connections on LinkedIn because leveraging the power of LinkedIn absolutely grows your business. And I guess, first things first, Karen, why LinkedIn?
0: I think LinkedIn is so important because it doesn't cost anything. Now, that might sound like the strangest reason. Why should you do something just because it's free? But it's such low-hanging fruit. You know, there is so much opportunity to find clients to find affiliate partners or referral partners, so people, and that doesn't have to be a formal agreement. It can simply be finding other women who really inspire you, who you really think are awesome, and maybe they service the same clients you do, and you can all refer each other to each other, you know, to to your clients. So you can grow your tribe, and it doesn't cost you anything. So you know you don't have to pay for for premium or Sales Navigator, in order to get a lot out of LinkedIn. And sorry, I know I'm repeating some of the words in that fantastic episode that you did with Rachel, but it's just, you know, where she said, you know, you don't have to pay for it. But I just think it's such low-hanging fruit, you know. it All it takes is a bit of time. And if you're thinking, I don't have time to grow business on LinkedIn, then just do a little bit and you'll get a little bit back, you know. The more you put into it, the more you'll get out of It doesn't mean you have to link live on platform in fact I don't think you should um but it's about having strategic intent what do you want to achieve I'm working towards that
1: okay fantastic absolutely um so overall I guess what what can it do for for a business
0: well it can attract clients or as said you can get um referral partners affiliate partners so Sales staff are really expensive. If you grow lots of connections on LinkedIn and you turn to use Rowena's words on a, another podcast episode, which I loved, where she spoke about branding, um, you know, you, you can create raving fans, you know. So actually, I think it was Anna Downer, Anna Downer, um, the designer, she spoke about owning a niche, you know, you can create on one of your episodes, you know, you can create raving fans here. So, you don't, you can attract clients. And you can build a no-cost sales force. You can broaden your brand footprint um, by letting everybody know about you. And if you've got lots of employees, having them upload a background banner and link correctly to your company, you can post so that people see you. Uh, So all of those things.
1: Yeah, wonderful. And is that what you uh, meant when you said earlier about your strategic intent on LinkedIn?
0: strategic intent is the single thing so um, as opposed to an activity so an intent is being a goal so what's your goal what's your objective most people don't think enough about why they're on social media and I think that's why I think that's why we can have social media addiction actually so I think we need to think why am I here don't kid yourself that you're on Instagram to grow business because you know really Instagram's just about looking at pretty pictures and if you've got an e-business um, you know, something that uh, p- sells products that people can wear, then people can click on Instagram and, and buy those products. So you can make money that way. But for most of us in a services type business, it's it's just about looking at pretty pictures. So it's about being entertained. Facebook is about keeping in touch with your friends um, and being bombarded by interesting adverts that LinkedIn that Facebook thinks will will interest you. On LinkedIn you need to be crystal clear on why are you here what's who do you want to influence and put that strategic intent first so always have it front and center of every activity whether that activity is improving a linkedin profile or reaching out and connecting with people you know what do you want to do why are you here and put that first and and when you think why are you here who do you want to influence? LinkedIn is a reputation platform, first and foremost. This is where you manage your reputation. And if you don't manage it, it's managed for you.
1: Wow. Oh, that's, that's really incredible advice and such amazing insight into the difference of LinkedIn with the other um, social network platforms. It's, that was fantastic. Thanks for that.
0: It might sound a bit hardcore if everybody listening to this is like, oh, but I love Instagram and I love Facebook. And I'm like, yes. And how do you know if the person who's looking at your Instagram feed or following your Instagram feed, how do you know if they're your ideal client type? How do you know if they're the sort of people you wanted to be doing business with? You run a business that's geographical. You could be attracting Instagram followers that are on the other side of the world. And they're never going to jump on a Zoom because you have a 14-hour time difference. You know, like so what I love about LinkedIn is you can actually every time you're getting a follower or you're um, you're engaging with somebody, you're connecting with somebody, you're having conversations with somebody, somebody likes your post. Every time somebody likes or comments, you can see where that person works, what their position title is. You can guess from their photo what gender they are and what their name is. You know, you can see all this information, you know, what country they're in, what town they're in. You can scroll down to their interests and hobbies. So you can be very niche and narrow in working out who's your ideal client type and make sure that you're attracting that. And that, again, comes back to that strategic intent. Who do you want to influence? And are your activities achieving that?
1: Hmm. It's, It's super interesting. It's something I don't think I've thought in depth about because when you're engaging with people over your socials, right? The, the information that LinkedIn gives you which is you know so strategic of uh you know what they do and or who they work for or their job title and that really is the things that you you want to know right but you're not going to get that information from the other social networks so that's yeah that's super and interesting. if
0: you're not going to get that information then how do you know if they're your type of people do are you know, I, I talked earlier about uh, really loving that podcast episode with Anna Downer. I actually listened to it twice. It was so good, sort of finished, and then I went back and listened to it again. And she spoke about how, um, you know, she loves people who are quite loud and, and, and out there and bright. And if you really want conservative and dour, you know, sort of quite serious, you know, and you want everything all in greys and browns, she's clearly not the designer for you. And so you can't see on Instagram or Facebook, you can't see that. You know, on Facebook, okay, yeah, I can see you've got a couple of kids. It doesn't tell me who you are. It doesn't tell me if you have even, you know, you can make assumptions from people's salary. Can they even afford my, my services? You don't know that on Facebook. You can't tell that. So I love all that information. Information's power, right, you know, and not power as in standing over you, but power in in being able to collaborate, being able to communicate, being able to build that real connection and grow together.
1: Absolutely. Wow. This is, you, I, I tell you, you are empowering uh, people to want to get on LinkedIn. Let me tell you that. The passion behind. I hope
0: so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, the passion behind your your voice about it is absolutely incredible. and.
0: It's my hobby. <laughs> there you go. Got to change that sometime. Work and parenting, those are my hobbies. (laughs) Oh,
1: I love it. Um, Can we chat a little bit about followers and connections? So what's the difference between a follower and and a connection on LinkedIn?
0: So I think of this as circles. So if you think of um, a fried egg in a saucepan, Um, bear with me here Um, (laughs) the yoke that's your inner circle so that is your first network so when you're looking through LinkedIn and you're clicking on people's names you'll often see a number beside their name one two or three or first second third is actually what it says like but with the numerals Um, so your first network this is somebody you've already connected to so You've sent them an invitation or they've sent you an invitation and you are connected. It's your inner circle. It's the people you are connected to and you can direct message and it's not going to cost you an in-mail or anything. Uh, You can also leave them voice messages and there's all other sorts of features you can do, including um, organising Zoom meetings and, and all sorts of stuff that you can do only with first network. Your second network, that's the white of the egg. You know, if you've got the yolk in the middle, that's the white of the egg and those are your second connections so you're not connected to them and they might be following you or they might not so a follower is somebody who's clicked on your profile and they've clicked on more and follow or they've just clicked follow so you're not connected to them but they're following you which means they're interested in you but you actually are not connected to them you haven't reached out and said yes i'm interested in you too let's connect so they're just a follower so and that second network, those are people who know people that you know. And that third network, you've got nobody in common. So I love to think of um, that first, second and third rather than connections and followers because followers are, you know, I've got over 13,000 followers but I've actually only got 9,000 connections. Um, there's this wonderful uh, chap in the US, um, uh, Jeff Young, and he's a LinkedIn trainer and he has got I think he's got 15,000 followers and I kid you not he's got 600 connections because he doesn't connect with anybody he likes having his network very small and deep but he's got lots of people who have clicked on his profile and they've just clicked follow and it doesn't mean that you know that means that you can't direct message each other does that make sense it's a clever question you know nobody's ever asked me that so this is the first time I've I've explained that so I hope it makes sense
1: I think my question out of that then if you can still send a message and connect with followers is is it better to connect with all your followers and create a giant board of you know connections or is it better to keep it smaller and interact with ones that are more engaged perhaps
0: yeah there's a wonderful book out called a thousand fans um and I'm I I think it's written by somebody called Swan, but I might have that last name wrong. Um, A thousand fans. So that is that actually if you only had a thousand fans and they each gave you $100 every year, (laughs) you wouldn't need any more clients. So I don't think more is better. I don't think it's about being famous. Let's come back to that strategic intent. Fame doesn't pay the bills you know we've all got wine to buy cocktails to buy (laughs) they're not cheap mocktails maybe um you know now they're not cheap and and likes don't pay for them clients do so i'm not a big fan of just connecting with everybody who's following me i'm instead looking at who's following me And it it is important to look at who's following you and think or even set your button on LinkedIn so that it's permanently set to follow so that everybody has to follow you. They cannot connect with you. That will grow your connections more than anything is if everybody's following you, you let them follow you for a little while, you let them see your posts, you let them um, get to see snippets of, listen to snippets of podcasts that you've been on, Um, you get to they get to hear you know see you on video they get to read your articles they get to see you in lots of different ways on LinkedIn and then you send them an invite to connect I notice you've been following me for a while would you like to connect here but only if they're either your ideal client or they will know your ideal client so it's coming back to that second network Do they know somebody that you would want to know So I think too many people just connect with lots of random strangers. And I think that's great in that you get to meet really interesting people and you can meet people who are incredibly inspiring. But there are a lot of, you know, if we just bring it back to the mission of work, wife, wine time, you know, there are a lot of incredible women around, like heaps of amazing women. Why connect with an amazing woman in America if you're in Australia and you've got a 14-hour difference between you. If you connect with an amazing, you know, if you're only doing business regionally, for instance, if you're doing business internationally, fantastic. But if you're only doing business within your own time zone, Then connect with people who are in your time zone, who are most likely to know people who are in your time zone. And then there's a chance that you'll get to catch up one day. You know, you'll be at a conference and they'll say, oh, my gosh, Gemma, I know you. We're connected on LinkedIn. And, you know, we've had that conversation. You've got that rapport. You know, if you're just investing time in fascinating people who are never going to become your clients and never going to know people who are going to become your clients, you know, you're better to get off the internet and go and say hello to your neighbors <laughs> you know <laughs> because people don't have enough you know what I mean you know it's let's put that strategic intent here why are you on LinkedIn and if it's to make money then that doesn't mean that you can't make friends along the way but make sure that the people you're investing the time in are people that you can collaborate with people that you can grow with together
1: absolutely and i I I often hear the phrase uh, valuable LinkedIn connection. Is is that what you mean by, by that? I hear a lot of people throwing that about. So what, what does that mean? Yes.
0: Yes. I loved um when you suggested a podcast topic, you said, you know, valuable, meaningful, you know, these are the two words that you were hearing quite a lot. And, um, and I think that's just so important. So valuable, as in are they of value? You know, you can invest a lot of time in people who are never going to refer business your way. So are they of value? Is there a monetary value? Not in them but in somebody they know. Can they carry your message? Can you support each other? Um, and that meaningful, you know, are you actually building relationships? Don't connect with people And get lots of, you know, connections just for the sake of it. You actually need to be direct messaging people and having those conversations. And if they're potential clients, trying to shift it to offline, even if it's a phone call. You know, you don't want to just have the numbers. Nobody gets paid a lot. Because they have thousands and thousands of followers, you know, even those thousands of followers, you're like, no, no, there are influencers. Yeah, they, you know, they, they own peanuts for product promotion or whatever. You know, you really want to be bringing everything back to what it is you do mm-hmm. and why you're there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's wonderful. So, you touched on it a little earlier, but how how can we get more connections and, you know, I guess make those valuable ones as, as well, as opposed to the, you know, 10,000 people following us for no reason. So <laughs> how do we get more connections?
0: Yes, I always thought it was by connecting with people. Funny, huh? Um, and then a couple of years ago, um, John Esperian, a LinkedIn trainer in the UK, who He's a content creator, actually, um, but he knows so much about LinkedIn that he's often paid to train people on it. And he said to me, look, if you just switch your connect button to follow in your settings, then you'll have more people will follow you. And if they've followed you for a while, then you can reach out and connect with them and they're like, you know, 100% likely to accept your invitation to connect. If you reach out and connect to somebody who's your ideal client, but they're not following you and they've not seen your posts in their feed and they don't know who you are, they're going to be thinking, who are you? Are you just going to try and hit me up with a sales pitch? But you sort of by when they followed you for a little while. So step one, switch your connect button to follow. Just go into your privacy settings and switch your connect button to follow. I think that's really important. I also think it's really important to be very proactive in looking at your newsfeed a few minutes every day, and it literally can be, you know, set an egg timer, three minutes every day, scroll through your newsfeed. And if something interests you then and resonates with you, then like that post. And if the person who's posting it is somebody who is either your client or your ideal client or knows somebody who will be your ideal client, then reach out to them and say, can we please connect? you know, and, and support other people. You know, you get a lot of connections and a lot of followers, um, but particularly connections, by reaching out and commenting on other people's posts, on just giving and posting yourself. And don't post adverts. Post content that provides information and provides value. Um, you know, reach out and connect with people. A lot of people are, are quite shy and they might be very interested in what you do, but they don't reach out and send you an invitation. So often you need to take the first step and send a personalised invitation to connect.
1: Yeah, fabulous. That, that was going to be my, my next question. Should we then personalise um, the, the invitation that we send?
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, Bruce Johnston uh, actually in the US did some really interesting stats on this recently, and I think it was double or triple um, so if you personalise an invitation, you are literally twice as likely to have your invitation accepted. So personalising for that reason, your acceptance rate is so much higher. I also think it's so important to personalise an invitation to connect because we are meeting so many more people than our parents or our grandparents. We are so much more connected than they were. They're so much more connected. Um you know, I I don't have Australian stats, um, but you probably have listeners in the US. The average American meets 80,000 people in a lifetime, 80,000 people. Yeah, that's massive, right? And you think, oh, that's impossible. That's actually 15 people a week from the age of 16 on. So when you put it that way, you think, well, yeah, that's fairly reasonable, you know, and if you're in a sales role, it might be or a retail or hospitality, it'd be a lot more than that. So, You meet so many people in your day-to-day interactions, you know, the the same person at the supermarket, the same person at, you know, at, at the service station, you know, you meet people all the time, constantly. We're constantly getting bombarded with different people and different connections. So personalizing an invitation to connect is a touch point. It makes you stand out. It shows that you're interested in the other person, especially when you personalise it to be not about you but about them. Hi, Gemma. I hoped we could connect on on LinkedIn because, you know, I I really love um, your posts and your content. I see you're a content creator and, you know, you do this on behalf of clients and I love all the bright colours you use and I love your wording, you know. so And and they're telling you something about you. That makes you go, oh, thanks. And it makes you more likely to accept them. So it's a touch point and it makes you more likable.
1: Absolutely. That, it's fascinating you say that. As soon as you, you said that, it's like, well, why wouldn't I connect with this person for sure? You know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. But the worst, the worst personalised invite to send, which is one that I get all the time, like literally, <laughs> I got one today um, and it just made me laugh. Um, I've made it my mission in 2020 to connect with interesting people. So I hoped that we could connect. Um, I think that he said with a lot more interesting people. I'm like, right, so I'm a number to you? Like, that's what you've just told me. Don't say, hi, I'm looking at broadening my connection, so can we connect? Like, you've just told me I'm a number. doesn't make me feel special. Have a look at my profile. Pick out something you like. Scroll down to my activity, see my last couple of posts, like those posts to show that you've actually looked at my profile, then send a personalized invitation to connect. You've got a 100% success rate, guarantee it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, for, for sure. It's just, yeah, it, it makes so much sense. Uh, and I'd love to... I'd love to pick your brains about something because I know I've been guilty of this. So I've made a, you know, a valuable connection and, and everything. And then I haven't done anything with that connection. I haven't then gone on to really connect with them. So what, what's sort of the next step after making that, that connection, you know, what,
0: send what a you a message. you've got to send a message. Okay. So, um, I'm really lucky um, because my nine and eleven year old have both gone up a grade in, in golf lessons. So I'm at golf, the a, a golf clubhouse for three hours every Saturday. I'm stuck at this golf go- golf clubhouse. All these men loudly drinking in the corner. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so what I do is I walk away from the mall, I find a quiet little place, you know, take my little drink find a quiet little place, and I leave voice messages for every single person. Now, I didn't used to do this. When you and I connected, Gemma, I would have sent you an invite to. I would have sent you a note. Thanks for your invitation to connect. Here's a couple of free resources, and I would send you some content that I had written that I thought might be helpful to you. And I would handpick so I have a library of content that I could send, Um, content stuff that I've written previously or a video that I've done and I would selectively pick what I thought would be helpful to other people and say thanks for the invite to connect here's something I thought might interest you that worked pretty well but I read this report about how people are starting to really distrust written messages because we've got so many chatbots on other platforms and we're so time poor. So you see a written message and you switch off. Now, this reading this article coincided with COVID. And I thought, you know what we need? We need more connection. We need more collaboration. We need more human to human contact. And when COVID first hit, I started picking up the phone to my girlfriends, girlfriends I hadn't spoken to for years, and saying, how hire you and it was so lovely to hear their voice so what i have started doing on linkedin and it's been incredible for me (laughs) is every saturday three hours i'm going through all of my invitations to connect and then i'm going through all of the people who sent me a message during the week and i'm leaving voicemail messages so a lot of people don't realize that you can do this so if you're already connected to somebody just type in their name in the search bar bring up their profile click on message and then at the bottom right, you've got a little microphone. Click on bottom mic- click on that microphone and then depress the blue button and you can leave somebody a message like, hi, thanks for your invite to connect. Really thrilled to be connected to you because I can see that you've got a really great interest in XYZ and so do I. Look, it'd be great to have a chat anytime. So I'm not leaving the house much at the moment, but I do get into the city most Fridays. So let me know if you're ever up for a coffee or if there's anything we can collaborate on thanks a lot take care of yourself
1: wow nice
0: message right
1: absolutely it's super powerful
0: uh, it's so powerful and it's so warm and yes. it's so human so i'll do that another message i'll often leave is uh thank you for sending me an invite to connect I'm just curious how did you stumble across my profile Anyway, whatever it was, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd love to know. I'm just curious. Um, but let me know if you ever need anything. It would be really great to have a chat, da-da-da, you know, and I'll just say that. And where that message is quite clever is because I'm asking a question but it's kind of somewhat rhetorical. I'm wondering how, you know, well, why, why don't you send me an invite That's what I'm saying without really saying it. And so a lot of people will message me back saying, I sent you an invite to connect because I was in this webinar or I heard you on, um, you know, work wife wine time or, you know, I heard you on this podcast or, you know, and they'll, they'll give me some context but they'll send me a message back and where that is golden is now we've, we've got is we've got a two-way conversation. We've now got a tennis match going on and that's awesome because, one, it builds rapport and, two, when I post on LinkedIn, because we've direct messaged each other and it's gone back and forth, they will see my post. Mm. If we have not direct messaged, they won't see my post. So, or, or they're less likely to. So more people are likely to see your posts on LinkedIn if there are direct messages happening.
1: Wow, there you go. Yeah,
0: so many people don't know that. So if you really want to capture attention, you've got to try and get them to message you wow so but you also don't want to pressure people so I don't ask questions like you know I don't do the whole you know you've got to tell me how you met me da 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 and the reason why I I ask a question that's somewhat rhetorical is because I reckon you know especially women are really busy you know and you often feel like sort of I don't ever want to make people feel like I want something from them Mm -hmm. it's about giving right you know so just a sort of a rhetorical you know just wondering how you know, had you stumble across my profile or whatever. And if you're the one who sent them an invite and they've accepted, you can still send them a voice message. You know, you don't want to look too super keen. You might want to leave it a week or whatever. And then say, hey, notice you accepted my invite to connect. Thanks so much. You know, just think your work's really interesting and I love how you do this, this, this. Um, Just wanted to drop in and, um, and just say, thanks for accepting my invite. You've only got one message. Oh, one minute, sorry, to leave a message. So... One minute's perfect because even somebody like me, you know, I've got to, I've got to keep it succinct. Yeah, it's a challenge, but you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's really good that it's capped at a minute. You can't
1: talk somebody's ear off. <laughs> I absolutely love this. The information you're giving us is golden. It's it just makes so much sense if if I was to receive that sort of voice message that well first of all if I was to receive a voice message over LinkedIn I'd probably think oh <laughs> what Your voice message over LinkedIn which I did the first time someone did send me that so that already surprised me I'm like oh what's happening you know but for it to be so human and so friendly it's just fantastic because uh, from my sort of flip side my inbox is inundated with constant messages and they're just straight up sales things you know and I'm like that's awful I don't know how are you even sending me a message I don't know what's happening you know so to get something out of that that's human that's connecting that's social it's it's incredible it it makes and it's warm
0: and focused on you know on you I, I I like that you do this and this and this you know like make it about the other person
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You, just, you, you know, like you said before, sometimes you don't know whether it is a bot or not, you know, and we're all craving actual humanness.
0: <laughs> we are. We need the humanness in business. We do. That's what I love about your podcast is that, you know, that message around collaboration. I think it's, I think it's key. You know, we are, we are far more like dogs than we are cats. You know, we are group animals. Um, we need to connect. We do. And connect to really on a real heart-to-heart level and voice does that. You know, you can put so much in your voice that you just can't in a written message. Oh, and another quick hack, it's quicker. It's quicker than typing. So how golden is that? And yeah. if you start recording a message and suddenly your kid runs in the house going, Mommy, ah! you know, you just swipe to the left and and it's automatically deleted, you know, while you're recording it. So, you know, it's it's awesome. It's a time awesome. saver. It's
1: a, a win win all round. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, can you tell us? I think a bit about LinkedIn Premium. So you did, you know, mention the the benefits of it being such a fabulous, um, you know, free platform. But should we pay for LinkedIn Premium? And and what what's the differences and the and the benefits? I guess there's a
0: few different um, differences. Um, There are four key differences. Uh, One is from now on, whenever LinkedIn has any new feature or any new rollout, people who have Premium will get it first. Um, So that's really interesting. I think they even get it before Sales Navigator people do. So um, if you've got a Premium and a Sales Nav license, you'll, um, yeah, interesting. Your Premium will changes first. So um, so you get benefits. You get all of the new features first. You also get access to linkedin learning so that is where you can do a whole load of online courses and that's included in your subscription fee so there are already some that linkedin have allowed up until april 2021 uh, that they've allowed to be free so if you're um, currently on linkedin free and you don't know if you want to do online courses you're like yeah i really love the idea of learning Is it worth that money? Dip in and try some of the free courses that they're doing. So it's under the work tab and LinkedIn Learning. So even on free, you can access just some of those. On premium, you've got a huge smorgasbord of choice. Um, You've also got LinkedIn Insights. Um, So LinkedIn Insights gives you information on different companies. So when you go into a company, particularly a sizable company, actually, You and you scroll down on the left hand side, you'll see an insights tab if you have premium, and that gives you lots of HR data on the company. So, that's not really interesting or relevant to a lot of people. Um, And currently, it's not even very accurate, but it will be over time. So, that's something that over time might be worth it. The biggest benefit, other than the LinkedIn learning, is that on premium, you can see who's looked at your profile, you can see everyone. looked at your profile and this is very powerful because if somebody's looked at your profile they've looked at it for a reason they've looked at your profile because they're somewhere along the buying journey they're thinking about could we do business together how could we do business together you know they've looked at you for a reason so if you are not connected with somebody and somebody's looked at you you can reach out to them and say hi notice you looked at my profile I see you do xyz make it about them would you like to connect here and nine times out of ten they'll come back and say yes i looked at your profile because i'm interested in one time out of ten they'll come back and say i looked at your profile because you have exactly the same name as somebody else i was looking for <laughs> so <laughs> so not everybody's going to accept but um i know seriously it does happen i know even when you have a name like karen tisdell um so that's really powerful to reach out to people and if you're already connected to them that's when you can again either write them a message or leave them a voice message hi Gemma notice you looked at my profile we haven't spoken for ages um just wondering why you looked at my profile let me know if there's anything I can help you with hope you're keeping all right you know they just might come back and say hey do you want to be on my podcast you know so um So reach out to people. Now, should you pay for it? You should only pay for LinkedIn Premium if you're going to have the courage to reach out to people who've looked at your profile. I have a lot of people who say, sadly, oh, no, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do that. And I think it's such a missed opportunity because these are people who are willing to buy, who want to you know, offer you a job or be your client. They all want to collaborate. They're they're looking at you for a reason. So if you don't, you know, reaching out to them, you're doing them a favor. You're making it easy for them. And people say, oh, but they didn't reach out. Yeah, but maybe they were about to reach out, but they felt a bit shy or, you know, their child suddenly interrupted them or they got hungry and thought, yeah I really want to reach out to Gemma but you know I'm about hungry I'll go make lunch and think about it and then the phone rings and then they forget you know so reaching out to people who've looked at your profile is a real you're doing the other people a favor as well as doing yourself a favor but don't pay for it if you're not going to have the guts to reach out or if you're not going to use the learning platform do you have premium or do you have free what do you use I I'm only free (laughs) are you really wow and look at you you know and you're smashing it and you're only on free which just goes to show you do not have to pay for LinkedIn to be successful
1: yeah absolutely but now you're really um engaging me to, to look at getting premium so I can see the actual people that have viewed my profile because that is you know something I can't or it'll say one person and then four other people It's like, oh, but I don't know who teaser. yeah
0: yeah but you've got to be strict in having a habit once a week, every week. Look at who's looked at your profile and send them an invite. You know, if you're not going to do that, then it's not worth paying for. But you know, if you only do that every couple of weeks, um, you know, if you're a bit haphazard in looking at who's looked at your profile and sending an invite, you know, you will get so many clients for it. The subscription will pay for itself really yeah. well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it it definitely will if, if you are taking that action to do that. Uh, absolutely it will pay for itself it makes so much sense Um, I kind of want to do it now (laughs) yay yeah totally I'm a connector I want to connect with people and I now want to send them voice messages because I think that's amazing because I would love to receive that it would be so wonderful so wonderful oh goodness I'm getting really carried away now so (laughs) good 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 i hope all your listeners
0: are i hope everyone's like yes gosh linkedin is such a gold mine because it is it's such an untapped gold mine you know and to think that unlike facebook you know it doesn't charge anything to post you know you can get so much organic traffic you don't have to advertise or anything it's so much you can do not spend a cent
1: yeah, for sure, it's it's fantastic. Um, can you tell us a bit more? than speaking of, because we're you know speaking about getting your valuable connections and everything, what are LinkedIn's best sort of search techniques um, available for us to find you know the people that we want to be speaking to and connecting with?
0: Um, the search tools are not used enough, um, so. People can put any word in the search bar and press enter, and then they can search for um, content. They can search for jobs. They can search for a name. They can search by profession, and they can slice and dice all of that information by city, location, company, industry. Um, it's incredibly powerful. You know, this is how Rach and I, you know, got started on LinkedIn. Um, you know, way back when in 2007, you know, was just by playing with the search tools and going, wow. And you can do that on free. And now, now you can do it on mobile as well. So, yeah. So that's very new. That's only happened in the last couple of months that you can use search um, search on mobile. So, yeah, so much that you can do to reverse engineer your success and to narrow that, you know. So when you do a search, if you say, you know, I really want to deal with, people who are human resource managers who are only living in darwin for instance um which is if you're listening to this from overseas it's a very small city in australia very remote you know say way past timbuktu really so um you know so if you're looking for sort of someone in darwin or whatever you know you can literally pick darwin and and pick hr manager and you can search so just put enter into the search bar and then click on all filters and you can slice and dice until you go okay well now it's come up with 800 people i can now put in the industry type i can put in all sorts of other sorts of information to try and bring that down to say 30 or 40 people and then you can click on each profile and then say hi i notice you do this you know i work with people like i hope we could you know and just try and build relationships that way
1: Mm, absolutely it's it's so powerful isn't it
0: Mm, it's reverse engineering your success you know and this is where I think it's so important especially for women you know I think in the olden days um I'm 47 this year and when I when I was growing up you know it was always like oh Karen just be quiet just do good work stay still stop waving your arms around um you know, just work really hard and keep your head down and
1: mm. good
0: things will happen to you. Well, mm. mom, dad, you were wrong. The world's changed. You know, success doesn't come to you if you just sit in a corner. Nobody's going to come up to you and put a shiny crown on your head. You need to say, hello, I'm here. And it that's not about making yourself the loudest person in the room. It's about building relationships. And you're not going to build relationships if you're not out there saying, Hi, I notice you do this and I find that really interesting. Could we connect on LinkedIn? You're not going to build relationships if you're not looking at people's content and commenting. You know, so getting yourself out there and reverse engineering your success by using the search tools and then reaching out, and connecting to people, you're putting yourself in fate's path. You know, you're not. Just sitting in the in the corner going i hope somebody notices how great i am you're actually building those alliance partners you're building that tribe of people who can support you you know and, and then you all raise the tide together
1: oh yes <laughs> yes to everything let's raise the tide yes absolutely <laughs> and that that a little quote you said before and I've ugh, I, I, I my brain started thinking and now I've forgotten it but it's it's fabulous and I yeah I can't wait to reuse that it was wonderful because I think so many of us women were, were told that that it's like same thing you know put your head down just you know focus and don't speak up and sit still and don't stand out and yeah it's it's just
0: Women are told it far more than men, you know, and I think this dates way back to how we're, you know, how we're brought up, how we're sexualized around dating. You know, my nine-year-old said, um, "Mama, why do um, my teacher said that she's waiting for her boyfriend to ask her to marry him, or uh, marry her? So she's waiting for her boyfriend to ask her to marry her. Why, um, why can't she just ask him?" I was like oh darling such a good question why can't she ask him let's just unpack that shall we you know so we're just taught to just stand on the dance floor holding our dance card looking all nice and pretty and hoping that some guy comes up to us you know and and then we take those same rules of dating and we apply them to the workplace and we wonder why women get passed over for promotion and we wonder why we don't get as many clients and it's because we're not out there building those relationships we have got a secret knack a secret knack over the men in the world we are relationship builders Use that secret knack don't come from a place of sales or a place of schmoozing people come from a place of building connection and it will just absolutely grow business
1: yes that's that's what it was that i loved. to uh, you know stand up and say hello i'm here i love that it's wonderful So it's so true because, yeah, if you're not saying, hi, I'm here, people won't know you're there. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, yes, especially in a crowded world where we're meeting so many people, you know, you need to stand out, you need to be noticed. And as I said, it's not about being the loudest person in the room, it's just about being the most credible Mm -hmm. and the person, you know, the expert, you want to be showing that you are the expert and showing that in your content and showing that in your profile and building relationships.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Now, when we're when we doing all of this, should we be connecting through our personal profile or through our business page? That's one I always Yeah, and I think about.
0: <laughs> I think we even had a debate on this. Didn't do did we have a debate on this or am I confusing you with um with Dear Rachel? Um I, I'm a big fan of posting from your personal page. I really am. People connect to people. You know, Richard Branson, 16 million followers. His company page, his lead virgin brand, 206,000 followers. You know, it's not even 1 million. It's just not a tab. We are inspired by people. We connect with people. You know, we have relationships and friendships and marriages and whatever with people, not with brands, you know. So, when you see a post from a company page a part of your subconscious will say i'm about to be sold to because that's what past experience has taught us when we see a person who's putting out a post we think oh she looks nice she looks interesting oh i like what she's saying we connect with people not with brands so if you run a huge company, then throw tons of money at LinkedIn and post every day because you'll need that to get any t- kind of traction. But you really need to, even if you're a big business, especially if you're a small or medium-sized business, get your individuals posting. You know, post yourself as the business owner um, and get your employees to post as themselves. You know, Then you grow brand footprint. Then you're showing people who you are. And people will love you for it.
1: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Because it goes back to the human connection again, right? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people say, oh, but, you know, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to make it about me. I just want to make it all about the business. I'm like yeah but subconsciously like just watch yourself when you're on tv you know you see the nrma brand or, or some brand comes up on tv you automatically think you're going to be sold to that's what why people watch the news because the brands don't deliver the news you've got a news reader who is a human being you know so we actually are far more interested in watching and listening to people Mm -hmm. and we trust that a lot more we don't trust brands so if you want to hide from your behind your company page if you want to just be posting from your business page you know you just won't get the traction and you certainly won't convert people in the same way not at all definitely not
1: absolutely and I think how can you really argue that when that statistic of Richard Branson's personal page as compared to virgin, it it just says it right there, right? Up like
0: in the ocean. Yes.
1: It's incredible. You know? yeah,
0: and yet people are incentivized to follow company pages because if you um if you follow a company page, if you follow Virgin and then they advertise a job, your application, your job application on LinkedIn, will be one of the applications that's boosted. So a lot of people know this. A lot of people know that if they're following a company page and then that company advertises and you apply through LinkedIn, your application is boosted if you're following that company page. You actually don't get any benefit from following Richard Branson other than being inspired by him and feeling like you are connected to him as a person. So there's an incentivization behind following the virgin company and yet two hundred six thousand people have done it compared to 16 million people following richard branson you know so the numbers just don't yeah it's incredible
1: oh that's not, what what <laughs> you just keep blowing me away every second i am honestly blown away by that statistic but it, it yeah it just says everything because i mean everyone knows virgin right it, it's it's a very known brand but Everyone's following Richard Branson, like not Virgin. Yeah, and
0: how many people pre-COVID wanted to be a travel agent, you know, or wanted to be, sorry, an air hostess or whatever they call them now. So, flight attendant is a politically correct word. Thank you. Sorry. Whoops. Um, you know, so everybody wants to be a flight attendant pre-COVID, and so they were following Virgin, and yet, you know, it's yeah, yeah, we
1: connect with people absolutely. That's
0: what I love about LinkedIn. You know, it's a reputation platform, but it's. You know, we need to think of it as, you know, every business has a CRM system, you know, some sort of database where it captures all of its clients. This is your CRM system. This is your Rolodex of business cards. This is your address book. This is your mobile phone contacts list, except that it automatically updates itself with everything. And it shows you not just who you know, but who they know. And of course, good people know good people, you know. So I haven't met your fellow podcasters, but I've already listened to you know them on the podcast, and I like them because I like you. You know what I mean? And and it sort of and I knew I would because when you think I like that person, you're more likely to like people that they like. So it's all that that beautiful first, second, third connection.
1: Yeah, totally. It's just it's amazing. Um, I, I really like to touch on uh, LinkedIn advertising. Because uh, we know the world of Facebook ads and everything is is so inundated um, this year, I think more than it ever has been. You know, it, it it's almost I, I think every third post on a newsfeed now is is an ad. You know, as opposed to my friend posting about their cat or whatever. You know, uh, what can you tell us? I guess about LinkedIn advertising is it something we should think about? Is it does it compare to the, the strength, I guess, of Facebook ads? Or what's your view on LinkedIn advertising? There we go. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't
0: do it. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, I'm so lucky. And I, I think I mentioned, you know, a, a few LinkedIn trainers uh, through the podcast, you know, John Asperian and Bruce Johnston and um, uh, who was the other lovely chap that I, I mentioned earlier, I can't remember his name, uh, Jeff Young. Um, All of these incredible LinkedIn trainers that i'm lucky enough to communicate with um you know standing on the shoulders of giants here and there are there is one and a half people around the world who specialize in advertising and i say half because there's this guy who does marketing and one of his business arms does a little bit of linkedin advertising so you know so it's half of his business and there's one guy aj wilcox um And AJ Wilcox is the only LinkedIn adverts expert in the world. He's completely cornered the market because every other person who knows anything about LinkedIn says, why would you pay for an advert? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? They don't work. We don't like being sold to. You really want to build your tribe. You want to build your connections, post from your personal page, make your content great, make it helpful and interesting to the reader you will get likes and comments on it and that will carry it into the news feed of other people and it will be organic and it will not cost you a cent so why would you advertise oh, yeah. <laughs> don't advertise don't do it just don't do it
1: Honestly, you you know, all these... me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't do it waste of money absolute waste of money go give it to a homeless person instead
1: oh well absolutely that's fabulous um so what about hashtags are they still working on LinkedIn
0: yes they are but now we should have three to nine hashtags so um LinkedIn themselves said in um June 2019 LinkedIn came out and said that they would suppress posts that had more than three hashtags. Hmm. And now the studies have shown that you need three to nine hashtags. If you have more than nine hashtags, um, your how uh, widespread your post is will be thwarted. It will be squashed. So you really want to cap it at nine hashtags and you do want to have popular hashtags. So I see so many people use hashtags that have like 206 followers or something you know so just put your hashtag into the search bar just put hashtag and then type the word and you will see how many followers that has you know so we've got a a lot of um goodness what are the stats i think we're up to 722 million people on linkedin globally now so um it used to be six hundred and seven million, and now it's seven hundred twenty-two, I think, million um, profiles on LinkedIn. So when you think of only having a hundred thousand followers of a hashtag, that's tiny. So you want to pick hashtags that are very popular, because then those people who are following that hashtag will see those posts. And if you're saying, but I've never followed a hashtag, I guarantee you have, or LinkedIn's already decided what your hashtag should be based on the wording you've got on your LinkedIn profile. So if you've got a word in your post, sorry, a word in your profile, then LinkedIn will sort of think, okay, that's a key word. They're probably likely to be interested in this. So they'll decide for you what should be following so hashtags are really important don't use more than nine and before you use a hashtag just whack it in the search bar and make sure that it's got a good number of followers
1: okay and you suggest hundred thousand and more or around oh
0: no no so we've got 722 million so you really want to have um you really want to have hashtags that have got a few million people ah. following
1: it Hey, yeah,
0: wow. You want to have a few million people. So um, if you go to a website, uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn insights, LinkedIn insights, um, dot com, you will find a list of hashtags there that you can actually purchase for... I think it's $12.50 US. Um, and if, if LinkedIn Insights doesn't work, then just, just look up Andy Foote, A-N-D-Y-F-O-O-T-E on LinkedIn um, and then click on his website. So, and he has a list of 1,000 most popular hashtags. So, and it's literally like, he's asking for a, a donation and he'll email you his list of 1,000 most popular hashtags. It's, it'll be the best 30 bucks Australian you've ever spent.
1: Really? Yeah. Amazing. Wow. And, yeah, that thanks so much for clarifying the now they want more than three hashtags, you know. Yes. Because LinkedIn's always- but not
0: too many. Not too many. Some people think it's like Instagram and they put like 15 hashtags and that just, that's going to get you nowhere. And they put random hashtags that don't exist. So content is categorised by hashtags. So wow. pick really popular ones
1: yeah i I absolutely love that it's yeah and and again i guess that's why you need to you know try and keep up with with the latest trends you know because before that it was you know the linkedin would crush it at more than three hashtags you know it was something you could never do and now it's like oh but now they want up to nine what's happening
0: (laughs) yes just when you've mastered the algorithm it all changes i know which is very annoying for everybody but um but it keeps linkedin trainers like me employed so um (laughs) so you know follow me on linkedin but also follow andy foot you know look up andy foot and follow him because you know and and the other amazing people i've mentioned here you know there are incredible linkedin trainers um you know there's also a lot of pop-up linkedin trainers so just you know when They say they're a linkedin trainer just make sure they're following popular hashtags and they've got 15 hashtags make sure they actually know what they're talking about um but yeah all the ones i've listed today and named today are
1: incredible oh wonderful that's fantastic uh and finally uh collaboration over competition of course which is what we're all about here at work Life, Wine time uh and in general i think because it's just fabulous what does it mean mean to you
0: I've always been a collaborator um you know I'm not I'm not naturally competitive I've always seen that as a failing um you know I've never strived to stand out I've never strived to win at something because if I'm winning then somebody's losing so I've always been um what my very competitive husband calls a bit of a sheep um and he says i come from a family of sheep we all like to be very collaborative <laughs> <You know? laughs> nobody stands out too much everybody gets a piece of the pie we all work together to make the pie bigger um, but that's a core value for me you know and i think um i think on linkedin we can do it you know i often get asked a question you know should i connect with my competition i'm like yeah absolutely you know connect with people and um and, and support other people, and you know, I, I connect with LinkedIn trainers and LinkedIn profile writers, and I share my knowledge. And it it just means I've got to raise the bar, you know, so that I can keep putting food on the table. You know, I've got to keep up with every algorithmic change on LinkedIn. I've got to keep up with what's constantly happening. Otherwise, people will not look at me to find out what's going on. So, you know, when you collaboration over competition you know you're putting you're acting from a growth mindset you're you're learning you're growing as opposed to being all fearful and oh I don't want to learn anything I don't want to you know I just want to stay here and just you know stay in my own little box you know um if we've learned anything in the last couple of years is that changes can be really sudden and really swift and we only get through it together Mm.
1: absolutely Oh, yep. Couldn't have said that better myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, this has been just wonderful, Karen. Um, thank you so much. Can you tell our listeners, of course, where, where can they find you? <laughs> Is this a trick question?
0: <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> I can't believe you asked me that. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um so, uh, yeah, funnily enough, you can find me on LinkedIn. So, my most unfortunate first name, Karen, with the spelling of Karen. And last name, um, you're struggling not to laugh there, aren't you? I can tell. I can tell. It's a big silence. You've probably got your hand over your mouth going, I'm going to try not to laugh. So, yeah, Karen Tisdell, T-I-S for sugar, D-E-L-L. Um, and you'll see on my profile that the default is set to follow. Um, but if you are an Australian and you do want to connect with me, click on more and then connect. So, yeah. Um, always up for that but if you follow me you'll see i constantly share lots of tips on on linkedin so i think we've all got to be like famous chefs and just give away our recipes and if people want to pay to come to the restaurant fantastic but if they don't that's okay too
1: absolutely i I would yes definitely tell everyone to connect with you because yes you what you share and everything is, is fantastic it's really really wonderful absolutely uh, yes, that, that's my little insight in that. Uh, <laughs> and one more thing. Do you have a final thought of today? A final, I guess, a key takeaway or a tip or something that you can leave with our wonderful listeners?
0: Oh, now, I had a few things in mind, but I think I've said them as we've gone through. Um, I think it is just. Just to get yourself active on LinkedIn, just to set a habit, set a habit of being on LinkedIn. I think if there's one activity you could do, that would help you. Even as a LinkedIn profile writer, I'm dying to say improve your profile and I think that is so important. It's foundational. But I also think it's really important to just spend a few minutes every day scrolling through the news feed and liking posts that resonate with you and when you've got the time. Or a comment pops into your head, put it down there, you know, because that is keeping you informed. It is gifting attention to other people. And if you found those posts interesting and you're putting positive comments on those posts, then you will pull that attention to you, you know. And, and so we need to think of it as like almost like energy, you know, and we're sort of putting good energy out there, it, it will come back tenfold.
1: Wonderful. That's fantastic. Such a good way to wrap up today's episode, I think. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, What you've given us is beyond valuable. I I think it's going to help many of our listeners. It's already helped me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I love that you're on LinkedIn free. So thank you for having me for so long. You know, Uh, this is my favorite topic. Like I said, you know, it's, um, it's what I do for a living, but it's, it's my hobby too. And I love it, you know, and I, Such a great space. I I hope people just start, just get started. So thank you so much for having me for so long. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Which brings us to the end. And that is a wrap of today's Work Wife Wine Time. Thank you all for being here. And as always, all of you kick-ass women, fellow work wives, remember you're not alone because collaboration is power. And most importantly, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast.
0: If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, time.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing
1: list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.